0: Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible, and that's okay. I'm Hillary.
1: And I'm Megan.
0: And today we are going to... uh discuss the wonderful 2007 film Juno because Megan is pregnant.
1: I literally thought you were going to be like and today we're going to discuss the pregnancy fandom. No, that's a that's a whole other topic. That's that's like there's like like when if you were to say something like that you'd be like okay where are we, where are we going with this. No, um, no, 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 see, the pregnancy fandom could mean a lot of things. It really does like from like legitimately just people who are obsessed with like being pregnant like like and uh, Juno Jennifer Garner's like I love pregnant which is straight up me. I was like that. Um, but now I'm pregnant. And I'm like, I, you know, it's it's. You know what? I could have. I, it could have been different if it were in a pandemic outside. Um, yeah, it, you could
0: not have anticipated this.
1: Absolutely not. But um, so I I watched Juno this morning uh, while I was at work. Uh, no, I wasn't. I, I was not working. I was uh, I was actually just working. I wasn't watching Juno in the background and mostly focusing on Juno. <laughs> Um, but I, so there's just something, so obviously, um, I'm, so today I'm week 29, uh, and I'm not telling you what today is, but I'm week 29 today, which means I am in my third trimester, uh, and I am approaching the end of my seventh month. I'm actually in the middle of my seventh month. And, uh, with Juno, uh, Juno basically is set over the trimesters. So you start in the beginning, you start in the winter, without the fall, which is her first trimester. Uh, winter, which is her second, and Spring, which is her third, to her birth uh, of her of her child, and uh, man, oh man, I definitely fucking cried uh, so hard. Like no, through no part just... of the movie except the birth. I'm like, <laughs>
0: honestly, <laughs> so it's okay. really like I rewatched. Yeah, I rewatched it yesterday, and it's like. It's really emotional because she gets emotional because she's like, this is the biggest thing I've ever done in my entire
1: life. Yeah. So I. Juno's one of those movies. So I saw Juno in theaters back when it came out in 2008. I saw it in. Um, so back in 2008, I was a senior in high school and uh, I was 17 and I. Uh, it it had come out in theaters and my mom, we went to go visit my mom's friend's house in uh, Pennsylvania and me and her daughter were friends at the time. And uh, we were, we were like, Oh, we've got to go see Juno. And both my mom and her mom were like, no, you're not going to see Juno. And I'm like, why am I not going to see Juno? Like it's about teenagers. Like I'm a teenager. We should go see a movie about teenagers. And my mom was like, it's a movie about teenage pregnancy. And her reasoning was if we watch a movie about teenage pregnancy, we will in turn get pregnant and I literally like at 17 I didn't have the like knowledge to go that's, that's just not how it works mom <laughs> I mean if you think about it like after the shows like 16 and pregnant came out basically the only people who were getting pregnant at that age were people who wanted to be on the television show and even at that point like you know pregnancy as a teen isn't related to what's available on mass media it's available to like you know condom if you have available condoms that you can buy as a 16 year old
0: exactly I there was I think in my high school in the entire I mean I went to a specialty high school so it's like a, a kind of a different deal but like I think in the entirety of my high school career there were like two pregnant
1: girls and I had it. no, nobody that I went to high school with was pregnant, but I also went to an extremely you went to small, a super high school. small high school. Yeah. My first, my freshman year though, uh, so this was back in 2004, because, you know, I'm like super young. Um, and by 2004, I mean 2019. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was 2004, and I was walking through the hallways. It was like my second day of class, maybe my first day. I can't remember the exact day. But there was a girl, and she was just talking to a teacher, and she had a big pregnant belly. And like my fourteen-year-old brain could not comprehend uh, that, that you know, people in high school could get pregnant. But you know who can get pregnant? Anybody can get pregnant. Uh, it just it's very much an odds game. Like you have to be ovulating. Like the fact that Juno got pregnant specifically the first time she fucked. Like damn, she knew she was ovulating. Like... <laughs> Either that or she was extremely unlucky. <laughs> well, that's the thing is. So with teenagers, like, so, I I mean, as a pregnant woman, you're you're going to, it's something that nobody, like, I you can't prepare for it. You, nobody can be like, okay, so this is what's going to happen step by step by step, because every pregnancy is different. It's the equivalent of, like, someone preparing you for a marathon, and, like, they could have been a seasoned marathon runner, so they're going to make it through that marathon a hell of a lot easier. Or maybe they've, you know... Like participated in like 25 K's or something so they know what to expect whereas you were like I ran like 3 5 K's so I think I know what I'm doing um, <laughs> and that's basically the equivalent it's just because you're and you're not going to give up you know because you've already committed to starting running the marathon you're not going to stop but at some point you're just going to walk at, towards the finish line you're going to be fucking crawling at some point or some people will just blaze on through because they can they have that stamina they have that energy and some people will be crying halfway through some people will be bleeding. Some people will be chafing. And that's basically um, the 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 way I can describe pregnancy without using all of the, like, and some women are going to cry every time they break a cup. Like, and there's no way to know. There's no way to know, like, what pregnancy is like, which is why I hate these generalized assumptions of, like, uh, you know, pregnancy is like this. You're gonna have you're gonna throw up during your first trimester. You're gonna you're gonna have a an outie belly button in your second trimester, and like all this stuff. Because Juno's actually a very good look at a different kind of pregnancy than I think yeah. we've been exposed to in mass media.
0: I think yeah i I completely agree. I think that um, Juno is it shows the everyday person getting pregnant. Like I feel like in a lot of movies, it's like a big event, and you know, like the moms like. 32 and you know like she's ready and she's like and her entire life is like the entire course of the film is devoted to pregnancy whereas like Juno still has to go to school and she still has arguments with her boyfriend and she like lives at home with her family <laughs> Like yes
1: and like so some of the stuff that she experiences so in terms of like straight up symptoms so she has you know a, a, like when she goes I haven't taken a poop since Wednesday Morning. And like, <laughs> that is some memory, like, like retention that I just don't have as an adult. Like, if you were like, Megan, when was the last time you had a poop? I'd be like, I what week are we in? Um, what's the month? Uh, because it's just, you know, like... It, When you're like going through and also like Juno in terms of getting going through pregnancy as a 16 year old is kind of the equivalency of going through uh, pregnancy during a pandemic, especially your first pregnancy. Uh, It's kind of like there's no one there to guide you or help you. Nobody, I don't think anybody Juno knew could have helped her through pregnancy at 16, you know, because there's a difference experiencing pregnancy in your late 20s, early 30s. And then being pregnant at 16 years old on top of having going through puberty at your like most volatile moments and your most volatile times. Uh, and the same thing with the pandemic. Like nobody can offer me advice and be like, okay, so what you're going to want to do is go to the pool. And I'll be like, which one? The ones that are all closed. <laughs> right? <laughs> so like, and it's, it, it's, but it's just, it's really refreshing to see. Like even when Juno has those moments, like where she blows up on Bleak, um, It's not in your traditional like she starts crying and becomes irrational. She just says some things that are kind of fucked up and nasty because it's a hair trigger emotion. It's like like she like he went to he chose to go to prom with somebody else because she recommended it, but you know she was just joking and like how could you fucking like
0: like how could you not read my mind? And he's like
1: um. (laughs) Shout out to Michael Sarah though for like like never, like, escalating their fights. Like, I don't, I know Diablo Diablo Cody wrote the whole script, but, like, that's a really great way to write uh, Teenage Boys.
0: Yeah, he, it, I, I focused on that scene a lot in particular, because, like, the way he was, like, very subtly, like, annoyed, but trying to keep his cool, and very much, like, whoa, okay, like, I need you to not explode on me right now, and, like, standing up for himself, but, like, also...
1: Without disrespecting without anything. Disres-
0: without disrespecting her, being, like, being like hey you know like this isn't my, exactly my fault like you, you wanted to watch stuff on tv and then we were having sex and
1: like my my favorite burn in every in any movie ever was i still have your panties and then juno looks at him and goes I, I still have, have your virginity. virginity like oh my god they're still reco- he's still recovering 13 years later guys he's he was in the burn unit for a while like.
0: <laughs> yeah and i thought that there um the sort of because you mentioned like 16 and pregnant like Mm -hmm. before and you know those shows like highly dramatize um the relationship between like the teen mother and the father and i feel i have always felt that like the relationship between paulie and juno was like much more realistic absolutely like they're like they're friends who kind of have feelings for each other but there's this is a way bigger thing than either of them can handle.
1: Yeah. And, um, I mean, with regards to like the, the reason I think Polly slash bleak is not that involved in the pregnancy. I think it's purely Juno's choice. Like at one point she's like, yeah, I've got to go to the ultrasound. And he's like, do you want, do, should I should, should I be there? And she's like, no, 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 no. no, Like, I'm good. Like, we got that. And uh, now, in terms of the setting, this is like the Midwest, like Wisconsin area, right? It's Minnesota. Minnesota was my second choice. I always get them confused. No offense to Wisconsin or Minnesota or complete offense. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, like... Like, because you can tell, just based on, like, the collection of people, like, you're going to have, like, the looks that Juno was getting, like, from the ultrasound technician, the lady in the school, like, you know, the the tardiness counselor or whatever. Like, it, it was just, and, like... Like, you can tell, obviously. I mean, to be fair, in general, if you were pregnant in high school, you were going to get people looking at you. But, like, it's the it's the stares of death from the adults that I fucking hate more than anything. Because you look at uh, Vanessa, who's Jennifer Garner's character, mm-hmm. and at no point is there any malice in her eyes towards Juno. In fact, like, the entire movie, I think Jennifer Garner is honestly the most saintly character that I have she, ever seen in my entire life which Vanessa is why I think she makes world. such a good mother you know
0: Vanessa deserves the world like upon like I you sent that text to me like about like repeated viewings and sort of like what we're and we'll go over that later because oh, yeah. I think I think that's a really interesting like this is a movie that benefits le- from multiple viewings.
1: But throughout your life though, not just like watching it once one and then a week later and then a week later, like watch it at seventeen, watch it at twenty five, watch it at thirty. Like
0: Exactly. And like Vanessa's really like truly a good character. She wants to be a mother. This is what she wants. And she she cannot get pregnant herself. So instead of lamenting, she's like, I'm going to like open my heart and open open my arms to this baby and treat treat him like he's mine.
1: Yes. And I think, um, so Vanessa's a really good look at, so there's, like nowadays, there's a lot of people who don't want children and they're called child free. If you can't have children, you're childless. And there's a really important distinction because a childless couple may want to be child free, but a child free couple is never, like there's the only reason A child-free couple would be childless as if they tried and then decided, okay, we're not gonna have kids, we'll just decide never to have children. So childless is less of a choice on the behalf of the parents and more of a accepting where you are in life and uh, it's a hard thing I think for a lot of parents to process, well people who want to be parents to process, because that's something that they have to either, um, because usually it's it's because IVF fails, there's like a whole bunch of stuff that could lead to a couple being childless. Um, And adoption is a very tricky complex process that involves a lot of approvals. And, uh, and it's
0: expensive.
1: Expensive as it's, hell, it's, which is why Mark and Vanessa are so goddamn rich. Because yeah. it, it wouldn't make sense, in terms of realism, it's absolutely realistic with how rich they are. Mm-hmm. Because a, a middle class couple, like, if you if, if Juno had gotten pregnant and decided to give the baby to a couple that lived next door, to Bren and Mac and Juno and Liberty Bell, the The odds are, one, they wouldn't have had their own private attorney. They would need to hire someone. Two, um, covering all the medical costs for pregnancy because that's something I'm not sure anybody knows, but... So Juno is 16. She's covered under her parents' insurance. That's how it works. Um, But if your kid gets pregnant, none of those costs are covered under your insurance because now your child is responsible for another child. They've got to find a way to pay it. Uh, So that's why in the in the uh, case of an adoption or or surrogacy, I guess, is the better word at this point. Um, It's almost like an adoption slash surrogacy. Uh, The parents, the adoptive parents then cover the costs of the medical bills because they will be taking, you know, uh, they'll be adopting the child and, and, you know, becoming the mother and father or just mother in the case of Vanessa but it's it's a complicated as hell process and I think the characterization of Jennifer Garner someone who is highly meticulous someone who is very deeply like loving and also very I think conflict avoidant uh, like she's just like the fact is every scene with her and Jason Bateman where Juno's home like at her home and then she goes to leave and she's like Sigh. I'm gonna go upstairs and get changed I'm not dealing with this <laughs>
0: yeah it's like I remember, like, watching the movie and, like, at first, of course, like, you come around to Vanessa at the end no matter what viewing you're having. Like, it's, it's, I think the age you are um, determines how on board you are with Vanessa from, from Jump. Yes. So, um, I think that, um, she's, she's a woman who knows, she's a woman who knows what she wants and that's off putting to a young viewer. I feel like she, you, th- you think you, I feel like, like when I first watched it, I was like, why is she like trying to stifle Mark's style? Like, why yeah. is she trying to corral him into a box and like be when in reality he needed to grow up?
1: Like. I, I mean the thing is so like if we're gonna if we're gonna I, I'd love you know what actually let's for the for the remainder of this episode I'm gonna give you my initial impressions of each time I watched it at, at 17 at 25 and currently mm-hmm. so at 17 did not like Vanessa thought she was anal retentive I thought she wasn't gonna be a fun mom I thought she was um, too good for Jason Bateman's character not too good she was she was, at, she was like not letting him enjoy like the relationship that he was forming with Juno um, I thought that she was like uh, just so much of a person that's like overbearing. She was way too overbearing. Like the kind of conversation where if a 17-year-old's talking to her, she'd be like, So, um, we just bought the new Bobby and it's it's this beautiful one with flowers, and you literally go, I just I don't care, can you please leave? Um uh when I watched it at at 25. Uh yeah, I mean I didn't really care one way or the other. I was I was more like I think Vanessa was more of a background thought, like, okay, I'm glad that the baby eventually gets a good mom. Uh, like, it wasn't, she wasn't really necessarily my forefront. She was more like just somebody who seemed like this stable character throughout the movie. And then watching it now at 30, and I struggled, m- my husband and I struggled for the first few months after, because we when we got married, we were like, we want a baby now. And that is just not what happened. Uh, I did not get pregnant upon the, the moment marriage happened. It took about six months. And I didn't know what was causing it. I thought there was something wrong with me. And there There's a lot of like, like complicated emotions with that. And I see a lot of Vanessa in myself in the sense that like, you know, like before I got pregnant, I was reading every baby book. I was, I was trying to figure out exactly what I needed to do to get pregnant. And I think Vanessa's, she's not anal retentive for like, you know, how dare you, 17 year old me. She's just like, she just really wants something and she can't have it. And that's what makes her like try so hard. And I think her character is just so beautiful with regards to like, you know, being a like, a like she seems too perfect because she's trying really hard. And I think in general, like that's why you never see scenes really with her and, uh, Mark, because I can imagine that every time she tries to say something to him, she goes, I just don't want this fight. And she walks away.
0: Yeah, no, like... And there, the the scenes between them, the looks between them, and sort of how they it just—it's a testament to what good actors Jason Bateman and Jennifer Garner are. Because when they stand next to each other, they fucking radiate tension. It's oh, like
1: absolutely, and they don't even need to say anything. Nothing. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and so let let me just quickly just about Jason Bateman. Uh, this was something I noticed upon this viewing. Did you notice that? So literally first time Juno's there first time she's literally there with her father and he goes up and he's like, Oh, I'm just grabbing something. And teenagers when they get caught they're like they try to make it seem cool like they're gonna confess to the crime but in a cool way like I stole a your wife's perfume not trying to seem like like apologetic but just like I've gotta let him know because if I get in trouble he already knew about it so I can't get in trouble again um, yeah yeah and instead they start walking down the stairs together and I'm like motherfucker you weren't doing shit upstairs uh. Right? uh, Right? Because he literally starts walking down. I mean, how long? I'm a pregnant woman and I pee a lot. It takes you five seconds. You're just like, okay, done. And she like messed around in the bathroom for three minutes. Like, there's no reason for Jason Bateman to go up and check on her. And he's like... Okay. And, like, you he followed her. Like, oh, I already... I was getting bad vibes from the moment. <laughs>
0: it's... Yeah, it's... It, exactly. I remember when I first viewed this movie. Like, when I first watched it when I was, like, 15 or 16 years old. Because I also saw it in the theater. But I think I saw it in, like, October of 2007. October, yeah. November. Um, in, uh, in a movie theater that no longer exists. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> Most of uh, them. <laughs> to be honest. Um, but... I remember like him turning out to be like a total creep, like completely sideswiping me like when I was that young, because like, you know, you I feel like as a young person, you know, there were like older males in my life that I looked up to that like older male teachers or like other people like that I wanted to be close to that if they were creeping on me, I wouldn't know unless it was like overt. Exactly. Upon upon this past viewing, you could see it
1: immediately. And oh, yeah. Oh, because also like so when you're 17 so you were you were 60 because you were just you were no you were about to turn 16. Yeah. So you were like right at Juno's age and I was like just slightly older. Um and to see this guy, like you're like, oh my god, he owns guitars. He's so cool. He likes gore. Like, oh my god, he's got such cool taste in music. Oh my god, most fruitful Yuki. That's so cool because there's this appeal, and like, I can't, I can't get angry at Juno because she was becoming infatuated. It's very easy for a 16 year old to become infatuated with a 30 something year old man, and
0: that's that should be safe. Like, it should be safe for her to see this guy who's good looking and has all this cool taste and to have a little bit of a crush on him. It is his responsibility to not reciprocate that.
1: Exactly. And I mean, I'm certain that this is the general consensus, but the creepiest scene in the movie is when she comes over, actually, there's no, all of them with him are creepy. They're I'm taking it bad. back. They're, They're all terrible all because because like when he hears Vanessa coming home, she goes, "Oh, sweet, Vanessa's here." Cuz she literally just sees him as a friend. Like there's no like like yeah, she has a crush, but and maybe this is like my 2007 naivete, but like I wasn't thinking about fucking older dudes. Like, if an older dude was giving me attention, I was like, maybe we're gonna hold hands later. Oh, my God. no, (laughs) No,
0: I'm like, you know, I was really a late bloomer. So, like, if a guy was giving me attention, I was like, ooh, maybe I was like, maybe we'll, like, Maybe he'll hug me.
1: Yeah, like, or maybe I'll, like, put my shoulder on his and, like, rest my head. Like, it'll be great. And then you'll, and then, like, watching this as a 30-year-old woman, I'm like, get the fucking child off the couch. (laughs) Leave the the baby with the baby alone. (laughs) And it's just, you see, like, he gets freaked out when he finds out Vanessa is coming home. And it's because... He's sexually attracted to a 16-year-old. Okay, just one more time, guys. He's sexually attracted to a 16-year-old. Um, and it's, it's horrifying, I think, on behalf of the viewer. Because one of the most accurate things that I saw in this movie was how little Juno divulged her relationship with Mark to anyone.
0: Oh, yeah. No, because you know, like, I... I know that like i am i've thankfully never had like a relationship like this when i was like younger but i know that like if there was a slightly older man and like he like we were talking like that i wouldn't tell my parents because like i think some part of me would probably know it was a little wrong
1: so I actually have a funny story about this. So and this oh. doesn't have to do with Juno so much. So, but it does have to do with. So I I was like Juno in the sense that. So Juno was alternative. I also wore skirts and flare jeans. Um, you know, have to be cute. Mm. <laughs> but for me, I was very big into anime, anime cosplaying. I went to conventions between 2006 and 2009. So uh, for those of you keeping track, I was between the ages of 16 and 19. Um, and I. Now, back in the con scene in the 2000s, you know, it wasn't like there was a lot of it was online. You you met up with people that you met, talked with on forums and it's it was you. You belong to different websites that were dedicated to cosplay and you were like, oh, this is really cool. And so verifying age wasn't something you would check. Like, you'd be no. like, yeah, it's fine. Like, this guy cosplays. I cosplay. We're basically the same person. And um, and like, I think it's a lot harder when you're younger, specifically like. Like, I mean, even nowadays, I think it's really hard for a 16 year old for them to, to grasp the fact of being rude to an older man because we're, yeah. w- it's drilled into any woman's head from a young age. Respect your elders, especially like anybody who's above the age of 18. Uh, like, you know, with high school, you'd always be like an asshole, like a, like a senior was like treating a sophomore like shit. You'd be like, fuck you. I don't care. But um, but so this guy messaged me on AIM or AOL, something like that. And I was I was like enthralled because he was a he was friends with this very popular cosplayer at the time uh I won't use any names because obviously I don't even know if they're still cosplaying and I don't want to shit on their life but she she was a very popular cosplayer she cosplayed Aerith and like and she was like the Aerith cosplayer of the east coast and she owned like a big cosplay shop and like everyone was obsessed with her and this was one of her best friends and uh so, like, I was, like, very, like, starstruck because I was like, oh, my God, if I, if I, like, know him, then I can know her. And, like, oh, my God, it's going to be amazing. Um, long story short, I felt really uncomfortable talking to him, but I didn't stop talking to him because I guess there's this, there was this nice, like, naivety that I had, like, Juno has, where you just, like, you feel flattered because this older man is paying attention to you. However, in the, the thing is, with Mark's creepiness, it's very, like... Covert. It's not really obvious, I think, to a 16-year-old. For me, this guy was like, let's role-play a Sailor Moon and, and, like, really weird shit. Mm-hmm. I won't detail you with... I mean, well, Okay, I have to tell you anyway. So, basically, so, role-playing, but not in the sexy kind. Like, it wasn't like, oh, and you're wearing bikini or whatever. It was like, okay, so you're going to be uh, a regular-sized Sailor Moon, and I'm going to be oh, the size, size of a Cheerio, and I'm going to fall into your Cheerio bowl, and I want you to eat me. And I was like, um... I don't think Sailor Moon would do that. <laughs> I, yeah. And that's the thing is, 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 it's so hard to call out creepiness. Well, yeah. Back then, it was so hard to call out creepiness when oh. you were 16.
0: I can, yeah. I, What am I, I can't believe that, like, because we were talking about this the other day, and I can't believe this slipped my mind. I guess I blocked it out. Um, oh. I used to, when Megan was going to cons, I was going to concerts, and I was going to local shows, and dudes in bands would, like, talk to me, try to buy me beer. And, like, and I was, like, yeah. And you know me. uh, When I was 15, I looked 13. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You were stopped by truancy in your 20s, so. (laughs) that is true. (laughs)
0: Um, I'm very young looking. Um, But, you know, but it's the same. It was the same deal. It's, like, I knew they shouldn't have been doing that and that it was bad. And, like, there was a certain, there was a certain, like, He's kind of, like, a C-level rock star. Like, I don't... It was Trey Cyrus. So... Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, <go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, he, he hit on me at a show and, like, talked to me and was very, very, like, interested in, like, what I was doing. And I was like, ugh, you are, like, easily five years older than me. But, like, I didn't... It's the same deal. It was like, God... War stories.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the thing is, so like for you, I will, I like, I mean, I would be starstruck too. It'd be much harder to be rude to a celebrity. I think especially like, like for me, like it's so much harder to be rude to a celebrity because you're like, you're, you, you idolize them. There's no way a celebrity can do any wrong. I had that guy, the guy who was the really creepy cosplayer. He came up to me at a convention when I was in cosplay and he was wearing this horrifyingly bad Indiana Jones costume at an anime convention, guys Um, because we all know uh, the famous anime Indiana Jones Um, and he came up to me and he started talking and I was like I am not going to lie, I was freaked the fuck out, so I was like, oh my god, I I would love to, I have to go, goodbye, but I didn't tell anyone about this interaction, so getting back to the point of Juno, I didn't tell anyone about this interaction until literal years after the fact, I was like, oh my god, you would not believe the weird shit that I did when I was a teenager, as I say when I'm 24.
0: No, that's the first time I ever told anyone about that.
1: I had no idea Trey Cyrus had on you, and I've known you for 17 years. Yeah, it it was kind of, he looked like a horse. That was that was that was the favorite joke of of everyone in the friends group. Was, <laughs> was Trace Cyrus has got a face of a it's just it's, why the long face, uh, of <laughs> a, wild, of a wild stallion. So... Um but yeah, so like I feel like with Juno and that's something they're never going to touch on because the movie ends without anybody really finding out how creepy Mark is, but in the end like he kind of gets away with that fucking behavior. Even Vanessa doesn't know about that behavior. And like that's the real Injustice, Like, yeah. it's not that Mark left and left her to raise a baby alone. She's a very well-off woman in a very large house. She's going to be fine. The real injustice is that Juno was in a really ambiguous situation in which she really didn't have any power. And she felt kind of, you know, infatuated with someone who, who had all this power and could have stopped it at any moment and didn't and uh and that's what's so hard i think watching it as a 30 year old because as a 17 year old i thought jason Bateman was the hottest motherfucker in the world i was like oh my god so lucky watching it at 25 i think the only scene that really triggered my like creep mode was when they're dancing and after he shows her most fruitful yuki and you're like okay that's weird and that's creepy but as a 30 year old you're like i'm getting bad vibes from him immediately like like i i feel shitty because you know like um the scene with her like her dad brings her there the first time and I know if it was her stepmom her stepmom would have been like none of that like yeah but then see that's that's the thing is you have you have shitty adult characters but you also have really good ones like so just to transition into uh Mac and Bren 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 yeah Bren, Bren um who uh so fun fact uh there's a song on the Green Day album uh is it 21st Century Breakdown? Uh, Or is it, uh, no, it's 21st Century Breakdown. Yeah. East Jesus Nowhere. And it's a quote from Juno. It's a straight up quote from Juno. Uh, because Bren, when Juno comes home after hanging out with Mark, she goes, why the hell would you drive all the way out to East Jesus Nowhere? And Billy Joe Armstrong heard that quote, heard that line, and he's like, that's an amazing, wow, I love that. And it's true. It's an (laughs) amazingly, it's a, it's a great way to word something. And, uh. It's it's the choice of her parents is uh, so J K Simmons who's amazing and everything I've ever seen him in ever and he cannot do any wrong like like I can't think of anything bad he's ever been in and he's uh,
0: your favorite character ever
1: he's 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 my favorite character in every movie he's in he was in Whiplash where he beat the shit out of one of his students like like smacked him fifty times and I go oh man I remember the drama department too <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure that kid deserved it.
1: Oh, man. And uh, and he's amazing as J. Jonah Jameson. And um, Allison Janney plays uh, Bren, who is... I mean, she's become one of the best, biggest actresses in the fucking world. And I also really, truly adore her because she's five foot eleven or 6 feet tall. And I'm like, yes, you tall bitch. I love you so much. I am also very tall, which is why, like, any tall actresses that make it in Hollywood, I'm like, yes, do it up. Um, but hers, Bren, specifically is just... Like, I... I I just love her so much because she never shits on her stepdaughter but like when Juno comes in and she talks about hanging out with Mark she goes you can't be doing that you know you have to respect like she's she's trying to inform Juno that this like He's not going to put up those boundaries. And Bren knows it. She's like, he's not going to stop you. You've got to stop this because he's going to he's gonna take advantage. And you've got to, you know. And it's, it's just not in a way that says, like, you will be hurt in this situation. But she's like, this is a very sticky situation.
0: Yeah. And he, what's so great about that is that she's not blaming her. She's not placing blame on Juno. She's like, look, this is his sickness. But, you know, like unfortunately, it's up to you to set up those boundaries. Like, I'm sorry.
1: Exactly. And like with Mac he's, he does the dad thing where, like, you know, like, she comes, like, after uh, Vanessa and Mark have that fight where um, he's decided that he's leaving Vanessa, uh, you know, and Juno goes to her dad, and she's like, can two people stay in love forever? And and he, he, like, as a dad, dads are just, I feel like this is just the most accurate trope in the world, which is, they're perceptive to a point. Like, he's like, I don't approve of you dating in your condition. (laughs) Like, like yeah it's a shitty thing to say but like also true I mean I get it like you're overprotective you don't want your pregnant daughter to be in a relationship with someone new when she just got pregnant you're like okay let's take a moment Junebug love you (laughs) (laughs) and uh and I love how he's willing to acknowledge his own faults he goes I don't have the greatest track record but I've been with your stepmother for 10 years and I'd like and I'd like to say that we're, we're very happy and like There's just something so genuine and like that line that, you know, whoever you end up with, the the right person is going to think the the sun shines out of your butt. And like, I love it. Like, it's just such a dad way of talking about love.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's very much in a way that like they talk to each other. Yeah. Like, it's, the parents are, the parents are so good. And it's so good to see like a relationship, like that she has a strong like home foundation cuz yeah. like there's there's that trope that like oh the pregnant teenager comes from the broken home or like whatever yeah. and it's like no she's like she's got a yeah a pretty regular family
1: yeah it's like the only reason she got pregnant was because she happened to be ovulating and and didn't have sex without a condom like when she tells her parents about being pregnant I literally looked I I looked at Mike and I was like they know they know immediately they're just hoping it's hard drugs (laughs) (laughs) and I love that because every scene with her parents are they perfect no but they are so real in the sense that like like they're the kind of parents that you know you'd look at and be 16 and be like god I wish my mom were that cool or god i wish my dad were that cool because it's not that they don't take it seriously they obviously do it's just they they give juno a lot of agency while still re- having a little bit of authority over her mm-hmm. and i think that that's just something you know at, to be a parent i always looked at them and was like that's who i want to be as a parent like when when uh when juno is her water breaks and they head to the hospital she's Brand is like Brand is like, "Oh my god, do we have the tickets? Do we have the admission papers? Do we have this? Do we have that?" And I don't know, but for me, I'm like, "Damn, Diablo Cody did her research." Like, shit. Like <laughs> It was it's so nice because I never noticed that before, but when you're pregnant, yeah, you have to you're if you give birth in a hospital, you need to have your admission papers, you need to have your parking ticket, you need to have this, you need to have that. And it's just it's so nice. And like, even with her 16 year old daughter and her best, like her daughter's best friend messing around in the hospital, she's like, stop that. Like, Oh my God. You remember that when you're like, you'd be messing around in public and your mom would be like, stop it. <laughs> how,
0: many, how many times did you and I go to like, like the local, like insert town name here for the, with the amusement park and we'd be messing around in the back seat, and your mom would be like, stop. Yeah, she, it'd, it. <laughs> it'd be
1: great. It'd be great. And like it was it's great because I think that's the thing is like, so in terms of aging, can I relate this to an experience of, of a 16 year old who's pregnant today? Probably not. I'd, I'd almost guarantee that that's, you know, it's it's a completely different situation. Well, if a 16 year old's pregnant today, God bless uh, Jesus Christ. Like I'm pregnant right now. And
0: I wonder if they'd ch- I'd, I wonder if they'd chronicled the whole thing on TikTok.
1: That's horrifyingly. That's a real thing that could have really happened. (laughs) Like, I'm literally like, that can't be. No, that could. Because that's another thing. In 2006, 2007, who the hell was using? We used MySpace at the school computer in the basement. Because we thought, like, that one, the teachers didn't have access to. Like,
0: I only got a laptop because I was in an AP class. And I got the shittiest laptop and I like, had dial-up internet.
1: Like, I, my yeah, space yeah, wasn't I dial- even on the list.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had dial-up internet until, like, my sophomore year of high school.
1: Yeah, I think I was 18 when we got uh, broadband. Yeah. Oh, Verizon. Um, actually, I don't even think it was Verizon. But, uh, but the point is, is that... This is this is literally like a what's the word I'm like like it's literally a snapshot of the late two thousands based on the style based on the way we that we all talk like when when all of those eighties quotes like the stay golden pony boy are like Thundercats are go we, no no we didn't we didn't watch Thundercats I didn't watch Thundercats but don't you worry we all loved Thundercats because it was aesthetic. Um, <laughs> our aesthetic was as many shirts and pants and dresses as we can possibly dresses and skirts as we can possibly wear with a jacket on top of that. I need to have 16 layers to prove how cool I am. Uh,
0: yeah, no me. It was like a dress with a flannel with jeans <laughs> and your
1: converse
0: and my con- always my converse. Always
1: converse were the official shoe of the two thousands. Um, So like in terms of like, yeah, like, is this something that if I show my future child in the future, are they going to be like, this is weird. I'll be like, all right, first of all, slow your roll. Um, <laughs> first of all, stop. Collaborate. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, No, and it's just, I don't know. So, like, w- being pregnant now and, like, watching this movie again, it's just, it's, it's something that's so... <sighs> It, 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 you can't be prepared for pregnancy, but watching this journey for this girl and watching the support system that she has, and even the shit she does go through while pregnant, because it's not like it's all sunshine and roses. She has a really strained relationship with her best friend who got her pregnant, and and she she kind of isolates herself from her classmates and stuff because she doesn't want to really engage. And and there is that moment, and then she enters into this really odd relationship with a, with an adult. And and at the end of, but the at, at the end, I think what's the most important is that. Everyone ended up exactly as they, as they wanted to be like Juno's decision not to hold the baby, just to have Vanessa was something that I think is just truly like, oh, like that's a really adult decision for a 16 year old to make. Um, because, you know, especially if you, like a lot of a lot of those cases that you hear about surrogacy is sometimes they can't go through with it uh, because going through a pregnancy is is a it's, it's hell on your body. It is, it is building a human life. Like, people are like, well, you're a little crotch goblin. It's like, okay, no, listen, I get it. You don't want kids. That's fine. But, like, it's legitimately a cellular process in which four cells, sorry, just a sperm and an egg, become everyone who's alive today currently. We were all, like, at the same exact point. And to yeah. think that we all went through that stage, like, in our mothers is just an insane thing. And, like it's 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 hard to process until you go through it the miracle of life is truly just something like it, it's just a it's a mind fuck let you go okay so i started out at this size and now my stomach's distended and i'm getting kicks inside of my abdomen how is this happening and i think with juno to be honest, I'm kind of experiencing pregnancy the same way she is, which is to say like, you know, I'm still trying to remain who I am. You know, I'm not really trying to focus too much on on the different sensations like that, you know, or like motherhood is so beautiful and so wonderful because it's a hard time to be pregnant right now. At the end of the day, it's, it's there's a pandemic going on outside. Pregnant women are getting hospitalized at a higher rate than reg- regular women. And it's, you know, bringing a child into this world at this moment is kind of a terrifying thing. And, you know, you don't plan on it, but kids have always been born, you know, for forever during the worst and the best of times. And it's it's not so much that, you know, like... Like with with Vanessa, like she's obviously coming from a place of adversity too. to have your husband leave you and file for divorce before you even get your child, which you believe is therefore going to disqualify you from getting a child because it would back in those days. Surrogacy, unless you paid for it, you know, at that point, it was something like if there's not two parents, they can easily renege, you know, that's usually written into the contracts. Yeah. And it's and I don't even mean like a mother and a father. I just mean two parents. A lot of surrogates feel comfortable with two parents. And and you know, Vanessa's going in with just, you know, herself. And I I think like so much of that movie is just so it's it's hard situations that end beautifully. I mean they end in a way that's ambiguous, like you don't know. Like like how do we know that Polly and Juno are gonna end up together? We don't. How do we know that baby's not gonna be colicky and cry all the time? We don't. But that's the point about life is nothing's really like happy happily ever after. There's really no happily ever after. You got to work every day towards being happy, and it's hard, but it's something that like you have those moments. You have those beautiful, pure moments where you are truly happy, and it's you know the day that she gives birth. Juno and Paulie are just spooning on the bed, and he's and like you know Max sitting next to her, and he said, "You'll be back here someday, kiddo, on your own terms." Yeah. And like I love all of that. I mean. At the end of the day, I think the biggest critique of this movie was that they felt it was pro, um, pro-life pro and not pro-choice.
0: And I don't agree with that, actually. Yeah. I think this is pro-choice.
1: I absolutely, I absolutely agree choice. as well.
0: Like She was going to go get an abortion, and she probably would have been fine with it. But then, like, you know, she reconsidered. And a movie, it's not an anti-abortion movie. It's not like th- pro-life is um, pro-life is pro-choice. Like the I have always thought that yeah, pro-life because pro-life is really Yeah, because because
1: pro-life is just is just saying that you would like to keep the baby if you get pregnant. Pro-choice is saying it is your choice to do whatever you would like to do with, you know, that's the thing is, it's it's an embryo first and then it's a fetus and then it's a baby because that's how it works. And as a pregnant woman, I believe that every woman is entitled to that choice. You're entitled to, if you want to do what Juno did, get pregnant and decide to be a surrogate and give that baby up for adoption, you absolutely can. If you decide to go through with an abortion, you absolutely can. And it's not, it's not at the detriment to anyone. It's literally nobody suffers because as, you know, there are Hundreds of thousands of kids who come from broken fucking homes. You know, parents who were not together or abusive situations or they get put into a system in which they get shuffled around from person to person. And it's that's the point of choice, is if you have the choice, figure out what your situation's going to be. Are you financially ready for a child? If you're not financially ready, are you fi- are you mentally ready for your body to be put through hell for nine straight months?
0: Yeah, it's like... Pro-choice pro, uh, pro, cho- pro choice doesn't automatically mean abortion. It just means abortion is part of the conversation. And it I is think- a
1: choice of the, just like surrogacy, just like adoption. Just like, that's the thing is, it also has to do with the types of birth you can have. I mean, how many times, I've heard women shame other women to be like, um, no, I'm doing no interventions. I don't want anything. I'm going to give birth in my bed. Like, okay, that's good for you. I'm going to give birth in a hospital. Like, that's, that's not to say your birth is more valid than my birth. If you give birth in a Whirlpool bathtub, damn, where'd you get one? Can you tell me if you got it on sale? (laughs) Um I just not not for birthing purposes I just really want a whirlpool bathtub. Or so <laughs> and that's the point is at the end of the day the choice is always the persons who and like I know there's going to be somebody who's like well the father also has a choice and absolutely like the father also has a choice. So if you would like to cover all of the medical expenses and fully adopt that child then absolutely go ahead your choice as well. But that's there's the thing is at the end of the day it's a, it When it's not your body, it's not really your choice. But if, if for some reason, you know, you, the person you got pregnant says, okay, I'd be willing to go through pregnancy based on these stipulations that you have decided to adopt this child fully, you will pay for all the medical expenses, and, you know, at the end of the day, it will be a closed adoption and I will not be involved in this child's life. If you agree, and that's the whole point, is is pregnancy, n- nobody should be bringing a child into this world that is not wanted, loved, loved every single second that they are alive. Because I've seen it, you've seen it, I'm certain everyone mm. who's listening has seen it. When you see kids who suffer abuse and neglect, don't you wish there was some way you could go back in time and help them, but you can't because that's literally not a thing?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's heartbreaking. And the fact that Juno makes a choice. Juno, Juno was never going to keep the baby in the first place. Yeah. Like she was always gonna, but she makes the choice for Vanessa because she sees Vanessa as the perfect mother for her unborn child. Yeah. And I think I think that's beautiful. I think that is the most selfless choice you can make. You create this child, but you give them the best life because you cannot give them that best life. So you give them the best life they can have. And I think that's as a person who has who is considering like single motherhood down the line, you know, like and would adopt if i was unable to get pregnant like i would love that like i would absolutely go through with that sort of thing
1: and i think one of the things that you know like it, it, we also need to acknowledge, like, in the movie, June is a 16-year-old, and I think She's for 16-year-olds, kid. the idea of of an abortion is just such a life-ending or world-ending, like, idea that, and, and like, whereas, like, if you, so the other movie we were going to compare is to Knocked Up, and she has the exact same uh, approach. They both talk about abortion earlier on in the pregnancy, because that's when you talk about it, um, and for for Katherine Heigl's character, it's very much a decision of, no, I'm keeping this baby because I am financially stable. I want a child. I'm doing it because I'm doing it. So it seems much more like a conscious decision. Like she does not, no matter what, at the end of the day, this is hers. She's she's owning it. Whereas Juno, I think legitimately has a panic attack inside the clinic. And she's like, I can't do this. I have to go. Yeah, I
0: know. And Katherine Heigl's character is also older. So like, yeah, um, that, you know, as you said, you know, Juno, Juno, a baby. A baby herself.
1: Yeah. like, And any- I think it's just, it's just, it's it's a scary, it's a scary prospect. When I found out I was pregnant, I mean, listen, so excited to give birth that, that, that moments after that, like, hold the baby. That's what I'm excited for. Am I excited to, like, find out what birth feels like? I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, it, how can I know until I do it? I mean, it's the equivalent of, like, looking at a roller coaster. It's like, some people die. And you're like, oh, man. Yeah, I don't think I need to go on King Tut today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's basically birth, uh, because there's no way for you to know exactly how it's gonna fucking go, and it's a scary thing, and it's, <sighs> I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't make it any less of a beautiful thing. I think if you're into it, some women aren't. Some women, it's just a rough situation the entire time. It's you know nonstop puking. It is mood swings. It is back pain. It is swollen fingers and joints and aching and it's you know it's it's not this beautiful miracle where like you're you're beyonce at her pregnancy photo shoot where you're like covered in like organza and you're like yes thank you i am a flower goddess it's more like i'm sweaty all the time and my back hurts and i have to fart again god damn it
0: and i I still have to go to work (laughs)
1: exactly like to be honest the, the only thing that's getting me through like every day is Mike's, pl- like, Mike plays video games, and I just sit there, and I'm like, no, go left. No, go le- Go left. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's where my, my pregnancy hormones are all directed at, at backseat driving his video game, and I'm just like, all right, just, no, press triangle. Pre- tri- triangle. It's triangle. <laughs> all right, I'm going to look at my phone, and you can let me know when you're going to let me.
0: <laughs> you can let me know when you, like, wise up and make the right decision. It's.
1: Great. Like, I think, and that's what's so beautiful, is pregnancy is whatever the fuck you want to make of it. Uh, For Juno, her pregnancy was, uh, you know, hanging out at the mall, going for pretzels, still hanging out with her best friend every goddamn day. Her best friend not treating her any different. Her best friend still acting exactly the same Paulie st- still having that friendship with Paulie and then at the end, you know, sucking like sucking like sucking in your pride and going, "All right, I'm going to tell him I love him because it's 16 absolutely." You were you were definitely going to be like, "I love you because at 16." Do you like if I if I could go back in time and like talk to who I had a crush on a teacher and I'm certain if I had said, "I love you," he would have been like, "Oh. I know it's 10:30 in the AM, but I better go home." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. But yeah, that's the thing is teenagers, teenagers are allowed to make the stupidest fucking mistakes because that's the point of being a teenager. That is the point of your 20s. That is the point of life is that if you if you live life perfectly, uh, you wouldn't know until it was over. You have to make these mistakes. And yeah getting pregnant at 16 I'm certain Juno wasn't like yeah and that was part of my bucket list was to have a teen pregnancy and strain a relationship and a marriage that was basically was it was actually my number one and two so cross those off
0: (laughs) so jot that down
1: Um, and (laughs) and I think and I think you know so I'd like to discuss Knocked Up next week because that one has aged like milk because I just I also rewatched that one I I mean to be honest I purchased it on Amazon Prime and you can all judge me as much as you want (laughs)
0: discuss.
1: um. And I think because Knocked Up is a completely different scenario because when you're dealing with two people in their 20s who are pregnant in the year 2007 or 2008, whenever that movie came out, it's like the exact same year. You're like okay, y'all are responsible now. What the fuck's going on?
0: I remember the advertisements for that film and it was like I was in the movie theater and I walked by and it was like big Seth Rogen face. And it was like, what if this guy got you pregnant? I'm like, this is how we're advertising the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a and that's, that's the, a
1: rough one. That's like, I, 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 the I will I, give you starting straight up from the posters. Mm-mm. Nope.
0: The friend I was with would be like, that was cute. That would be cute. I'm like, no, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, to be honest, uh, the the <laughs> Seth Rogen is exactly as responsible though as you know uh, most guys who get women pregnant in their twenties. So. Not trying to say anything. (coughs) Colin, excuse me. What's up? Uh, (laughs) Oh, that was the baby. (laughs) That was,
0: the baby was like, hello. Yeah.
1: But anyway, this was wonderful. I enjoyed this because this is, this is my pregnancy fandom. My pregnancy fandom is watching pregnancy movies from over 10 years ago and commenting on how I can still cry during them.
0: Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Next week is Knocked Up and uh knocked up and out all right <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right love you guys Mwah. love you Hillary I love you
0: too Megan bye bye